Hi, Anello Watch fans, and welcome to another edition of The Real-Time Show. With me, your friendly neighborhood jeweler, Aloma Joseph. Today, I'm very honored and proud to welcome to the virtual studio, not one, but two guests. Two handsome guests, they almost look like twins. I'm very honored to welcome Leo and Massimo Dreyfus, today the second generation and owners of Maurice de Mauriac, one of the few, a very cool, Zurich watchmakers. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. We are very honored. Hi, Alan. Nice to meet you over mic. <laughs> Indeed, over mic. And just for our dear listeners, please say your name so we know which brother is speaking so we can recognize the voice. So the first one was Massimo? Yes, correct. All right. And the second voice was Leo. Leo. Yes. So I'm very happy to have you on the mic finally because most of the times it was my fault this was delayed many times and actually i want to go on record again by saying my big condolences to both of you and your mother Baruch Dayan Haemet, because you lost your dear dear father daniel dreyfus uh, may he rest in peace so i'm sorry for your loss thank you i had the honor to meet him over two decades ago actually in zurich when i was on a retail safari in the good old days when you went into cities and discovered new cool stuff by simply window shopping. And I walked past your store and I, I ran into him. We started chatting, had a click and forever stayed in touch. We saw each other once in a while at fairs. And I actually reached out to him when we started out with the real-time show that I wanted to interview him. He let me know that he would love to. Unfortunately, he says, I'm less active because my boys are running the show. And he told me off the record that he wasn't that fit anymore. He told me he was ill. So I'm sad that he is not with us anymore in this physical world, but watching over us. But this is karma because he didn't want to come on the mic. He wanted to put the limelight on you two gentlemen. Yeah, it's uh, very nice that you say that. And uh, we say uh, rest in power because he's uh, so powerful and he was and he still is. And uh, we are very honored to uh, share his passion now with you, with, uh, with everybody who comes in the shop. And he always uh, said to us, there is nothing more close to the heart than watches, mechanical watches, of course, because they... They will even over over generation and uh, nothing uh, is more close because you you wear it every day mostly and it reminds us and we are wearing now his watches and it's I think one of the best businesses to 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 share and go on uh, with with the pa passion because in his watches there is still uh, his heart uh, in the balance wheel ticking and gives it power so uh, we are very happy to 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 share and go on 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 this family mission and uh, nowadays, every client that is coming in, he's wearing our father with him and uh, he's being carried out by many people and uh, all the people are coming back and saying they're very proud that they bought with him and they have this knowledge and they got to know him. As you said, he was a very creative, very colorful, uh, crazy person and very strong. And uh, now people are looking back and are proud that they have so many shared stories. And we always, as Leo, ask you how you know our father. We ask all the clients and there always there is a good story to tell. 
So for our dear listeners that want to browse a little bit while listening to this episode, you can check MDM's website by going to mdm-watches.com. So Maurice de Mauriac. Um, gentlemen, before we do a deep dive about the name of the brand, your dear father, very quick intro because the limelight is about you guys now and the future of the brand. How old are you guys and have you been with the company from day one or did you first start out in other industries or with other brands? I'm starting. I'm Leo, like I said, uh, but of course, you know it by now, <laughs> my boys. Uh, I'm 28 uh, years old. I uh, studied here uh, visual communication, so graphic design here in Zurich, but uh, did also uh, some exchange uh, years in uh, in Paris. And um, for me... Uh, or also for Massimo, but he can uh, talk uh, for him own uh, after. Um, I started like when I was 10 years old, coming here to the shop and uh, giving the people uh, coffee and doing the post and uh, doing some small work. So I really grew up here in the atelier where we are still are. And uh, it's uh, with the time, it's uh, getting like my second home because uh, I, I'm more here than home. So we created also this atelier as a second home, as an idea of uh, welcoming and as a warm place for everybody feeling welcome. Also, we are only have one big table this is our, our uh, grande tavola it uh, it's uh, it's really long and it's uh, we only have this one table but also if there are different clients we all sit on the same table and this is also our mindset and it's uh, important yes and now for me i've been as leo i'm 31 years old so three years older i've been here three years more than Leo. Uh, I experienced our father's business growth and uh, changes in the business a lot. We saw him suffering, being happy, suffering again, happy. The whole mood changes because it's a tough business to be in. We learn from day one what it means to be a businessman and uh, while other people or other kids were playing football, we always first came to the business and helped them out and grew up. So that's why many clients know us from small. But uh, we always, our father also pushed us to study and go abroad. So I decided to study business, go to Hong Kong to see how Hong Kong is working out. Also with a watch market. Then I went abroad to Denmark, Ireland to study. I worked at Chrono24 to see how they're doing. At that time, there were only 12 people, which is unbelievable nowadays. And then went to London to work at Oracle for uh, in a sales job to really tough me up. Uh, we didn't do the military, so we did it differently. And uh, so then we came back, or I came back after Leo was studying and uh, working in the business and said he cannot handle it anymore. So I we decided that I come back and take over. And uh, then our father started to step down more and more, realized that we can handle it. Uh, he wouldn't have done it if he would not be sure that we are uh, succeeding. It was a very difficult time in the beginning because it was Corona. So uh, we had to really think how we can handle it, how we can overcome these problems and these world troubles but uh, we succeeded very well and uh, 
he told us uh, that he was very proud of us and the clients usually said that he always talked about us which is uh, good to hear so your father swiss deutsch went to new york i remember and i believe he was a banker and at the end of the 20th century he decided to come back yes and did not go to geneva which was the heart of watchmaking basically and went to zurich and started a boutique and a watchman what the heck was he thinking <laughs> yes we 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 are impressed about his uh, story too but uh, he 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 started with uh, um how you call it advertisement watches yes advertisement watches he was the fastest in switzerland he did for mars for uh, for swiss chocolate companies uh, um, companies for ch- uh, Champions League, etc. He did ten thousand pieces uh, maximum, and but uh, he was the fastest, and it was all Swiss made. And so he got to know all uh, Switzerland with the suppliers of dials, of straps, etc. And after uh, ten years or nearly ten years, he said, "Now uh, I did my research. Uh, I found good suppliers. I can trust people. Now I'm." Uh, enough uh um yeah i have the knowledge to build my own brand but uh uh looking back he always said he was not ready <laughs> he he did not think uh, what it what it takes to 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 build a, a brand but the good thing uh like you said in the beginning he was one of the few or the only watch brand based in zurich where really do the assemblage here in zurich uh, there are some famous uh, watchmakers here here in zurich but not really a brand who who uh who puts the watches together yes he was it was funny enough after banking he said he's too creative to work in the bank industry he decided to do something more creative first he wanted to do a pizza delivery uh, with a big company here in switzerland zurich big family italian family but they said ah, pizza delivery will never succeed if they would have done it, they would be also very, very rich. But, but we would be fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, we decided, or he decided then, okay, what else? He has some family in the watch industry, and he said fa- Switzerland is famous. Um, why not go in the watch industry? He was always eager to learn, so he decided, let's try it out. And it was really the learning process, a big learning process, until he started with quartz watches, as Leo mentioned, and then after mechanical watches. But again, through a client, because clients said, hey, I need mechanical watches, and also I need uh, a name of the brand. So after that moment, in 1997, he decided to create a brand name. Brand name, Maurice de Mauriac. How did he come up with that name? Yes, that's a, it's a long story. I always uh, find it funny because all the startups are saying now um, you have to, uh, in one sentence, your, uh, your brand has to go out in the world and uh, it, it's the opposite. So uh, take your time, uh, sit back and I will tell you the story. 
So uh, we start with Morris. Uh, as you are also Jewish, uh, you know the the uh, the story of um, the Arabic country. The people who are called Moishe. They can't call themselves because of the Moshe. So they hide the Jewism of of them and call themselves Morris. So it's uh, also a hidden ident Jewish identity. Because when he started in 1997, uh, there was uh, still uh, many antisemitism going on, and uh, we called Dreyfus, which is, uh, as you know, a very Jewish name, very financial name. In the financial world, is like uh, the little brother of Rothschild, so very famous, but too financial and not too sexy as a brand. And so my father had a doubt in his name, and that was one rule. If you have a doubt in your name, in luxury, go in French. So it was sure uh, it uh, needs to be a Jewish background, it needs to be French, and then comes de is serving the king or the queen so it's uh it's like uh, like a king a prince yes it's from the the, the this world and then uh francois moriac is a nobel prize trader uh winning uh, the nobel prize and uh, my my father uh read also uh all the books of uh, michel de montagne which is mdm which is now our uh, short for maurice de moriac interesting actually to see how that marketing play was done in the end of the 90s. In hindsight now, you gentlemen, three decades later, do you think you'll evolve the brand and also on the dial into MDM? Or do you like the long name? It's always a plus and a minus a long name. Nowadays, all the marketeers, they would say, Make it in four letters. Do it as short as possible so people can really rec uh, recognize it and uh, pronounce it. We love Maurice Moriak. It has so much power, so much story, history behind it. So for sure, Maurice Moriak will never disappear. And uh, But we realize also, as we said, that it needs to be shortened. For the law, so we had to create a logo also for Instagram for all the smaller um, screens that they can, because Morse Moreg is quite long. So we are now changing it into MDM, but we will still keep Morse Moreg on the dials because we are proud where we come from, where we are. But uh, MDM will be in the future. That's why the website is also MDM Watches, and we are using it more and more and created a logo of a Dreyfus, which is a three-foot. We are called Dreyfus, so it is also in the balance wheel. We used this all, worked a long time on the logo, and created this new fantastic logo. The first parallel that comes to my mind is the brand, Swiss brand Frédéric Constant, which was founded by a Dutch couple, the Stas family, and has today still a Dutch CEO. He's been on the show twice. So that name is also made up yeah. technically with the same analogy, right? Because they wanted to be Swiss. They decided to go to the canton, the Geneva canton, and wanted to be Swiss made. So they said, we need a French name. So they took the names of their respective grandfathers. So the husband's grandfather and the wife's grandfather. And that's the Frédéric Constant. So... Um, they, they technically had the same analogy. They started in 1988. So it's actually interesting to see. So walk us through 
the timeline from 1997 for Maurice de Mauriac and, and give me some highlights. And while you do so, maybe give me both an intro of what is the USP of the brand. So what makes MDM special? Why should our listeners, our listeners that don't even might know the brand, buy a watch or be attracted to your watches? Do you understand my question? Yes, sure. Uh, the, the easiest question to start. <laughs> no, no, I am happy to, to do it or start it. And funny enough that you said that because we created uh, last year, uh, we, we, went, uh, we are at 25th, uh, 25th birthday um, and for our anniversary in German it's a Zeitung, which means a time paper. And we created one to, that you see all the, 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 what we have done in the last uh, 25 years. And so we started, or my father um, uh, started in 1997, and uh, he did his first Basel World uh, in 2000 when there was uh, still Basel World, and uh, started with uh, quartz, but also mechanic. And from 2002, he only did mechanic bec because he has seen that a mechanic is just more powerful and uh, more respected. And, uh, but as he started, this is what, uh, what he told me always. He didn't want it, uh, first he wanted to go in, uh, in clothing, but with clothing, he had the problem when you had putting it together, you, uh, you have to destroy it to change it. And this was the, the good thing about the watches and which are, is also a USP from us today that you, uh, can customize uh, a watch. At this time, there was not even a name for customization or something. You go to a brand and you bought what they give you and you had to be happy. And now uh, everybody's talking about uh, customization, changing dials, colors, etc. But my that was the USP from the start and is still one USP from us that you can come in shop and create uh, not a piece unique, but the chances are very rare that you see somebody with the same watch because you can really configure it and this was uh, 2000 on yes that comes also to the patent that we have founded or our father always thought how can he go around not always ordering thousands of cases thousands of dials thousands of straps but smaller quantity and so he created the system of some called it Lego for adults, but it was actually customization um, that you can use one chrono case and make a lot out of it. We patented a bezel that you can screw on instead of pushing it down. So that was a huge thing. We still have the patent and uh, there we can then change the bezel. So somebody can come in after a few years saying, hey, I love this watch, but I want to change something. So we just change the bezel and it's still waterproof. That was in 2007 and people really loved that. And through that, we were growing and becoming more famous. And then we started doing uh, also the lucky numbers, which is a watch that you can choose the number on the dial, which was until then never have happened. Um, so you have the stripes, the racing stripes on it, and you can choose one to 99. Usually you get the same number all the time, 
and maybe you can choose another stripe, but that's it. That really makes us strong. And uh, also talking about the whole history, I mean, the, the place what we have here now, the atelier, is very unique. Like the, uh, still uh, 20 years ago, there was nothing like this place. My father always uh, compared it with the, the, the shop of Harvey Keitel in the film Smoke because it's a place where you can come in. You, of course, you can buy watches, you can buy straps, but it's about the humans. It's about the stories of the humans and it's sometimes political. We often don't talk about the watches or something. We talk about what's going on, especially right now, which is when so much uh, bad and uh, things going on. And it's a place where people can meet also during corona there were different clients of us asking us if they could come just not being alone uh, at home uh, during the whole time or being with the family it, it got stuck so uh, they asked us and we said of course uh, you can come and we wear masks etc so it was uh, it was a play it's still a place where everybody should feel welcome and now we see that uh, uh, also the big brand is talking about this inclusive luxury which uh, when we go and see iwc store it's like our store uh, rebuilt only with uh, five million with another budget but it, the idea is actually um, kind of from us or the the ghost of my my dad that that this uh, inclusive luxury yeah For example, AP is now building all these AP houses. That's what we are here doing. Um, people come here, they love the atelier so much and they feel the spirit. It's, it's a living room for us. We spend more time here than at home, so we really want to be inspired. And uh, Leo always compares it and says, it's like a kitchen in front, you order, and then in the back will be cooked or will be built the watch. So it's really uh, something unique that you don't feel usually. And also uh, regarding the the uh, or the next in 2013, my father uh, started again with the NATO straps, which is now a very common thing. Everybody has NATO straps, but you have to think. Ten years ago, it was the nobody had them on on their mind, and the idea of my dad was always when he went to the auction houses and uh, to check what uh, what's going on. He always like the most uh, the vintage pieces with the NATO strap because with the NATO strap they looked again modern and he uh, was uh, looking and uh, trying to to get NATO straps in special colors etc uh, also our good friend Miguel Sebra he was in good contact with uh, Miguel all the time about these straps and we have now the biggest uh, collection of NATO strap I would say in whole Switzerland. We have 65 different styles in 18, 20, 22, 24, and in very unique color, in Wimbledon color, in Le Mans color, in, in uh, our colors, which uh, are inspiring and which are just uh, making the watch look super nice. And we have many customers who don't come with uh, Morris to Moriak. They come now with, the, the for example, the Swatch uh, Uh, Omega, they, they, the Moon Swatch, they come and we, I think we changed over 100 uh, straps to, to our NATO straps and this is just cool because it makes the watch look totally different, unique 
and it has our strap, so our name on it. And uh, this makes us proud. It makes us also proud if a Patek uh, owner comes and change the strap. So we for straps, we are also super, super famous. And, uh, uh, and the strap bar, which is very unique, uh, I even IWC in the Schaffhausen. They send people to us. Uh, just uh, they 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 said to the uh, customers, if somebody can do it, go to the boys, and they can do it. And and we did it. And uh, I mean that's a it's a big honor that even the big ones sent the the people to us. So, gentlemen, the atelier is located at the Todistrasse uh, forty eight. Are you open seven days a week or six days a week? In Switzerland, you're not allowed to be open on Sunday, which is actually a good rule because as family business like us would have to work much more. Um, only a few supermarkets are allowed. So we are still six days a week open. And we always make sure that one of us is in the shop, if not both because we work the best when we are close to each other. We don't like Zooms or all the online meetings usually because it's very exhausting and doesn't get far. We love to be hands-on. And so we first, when we took over, we were both working six days a week, but realized fast if we continue like this, we burn out because uh, we had so many ideas. We pushed so much, so hard. And uh, but realized we can do it also in five days a week. So we always split, make sure that both have two days a week off. But it doesn't mean that we don't work on these, just not officially. You spoke also about that it's, it is an atelier. Although I discovered you guys are on TripAdvisor number one store in Zurich. Yes. <laughs> so you have a hybrid model. You refer to the AP house. Do you have A, watchmakers on the premises and B, I know you design the watches, but how much of the production do you actually do in-house? And the third question, C, is do you have manufacturer calibers? We have uh, in total three watchmakers and one is always here. We have a chef watchmaker who does the revision work, the more complicated wa watches, and uh, two who are just assembling the, the, the normal, uh, not so complicated watches. And um, I forgot the B already. <laughs> what was the B question? I asked the question so I can forget them. So I need to recollect now what the B is. No. So I asked, you design the watches, but how much do you produce in-house? And C, do you have manufacturer calibers? That was the ABC. For B, so the process, we design all in-house. We have, you, as I said, we love hands-on. So we order samples. We work with 3D printers. We order different tiles to see them in the light because on the computer, you can never really see how it will look. We love to try out. We get a lot of ideas also from customers. Um, they are telling us a lot about what colors they love or they have special cars. And then we get a lot of new ideas. And we then design that all, create and build all here in-house. Uh, we from A to Z, we all work with over 40 to 50 suppliers in Switzerland for the straps, even Italy and Germany. And we 
get all the parts that we designed, we work with as uh, different suppliers, they send us and we assemble all here. Only if it's a bigger collaboration, like we did now with Racket Magazine, we work with a supplier that does this, the movements and uh, he will already assemble all together because we are not made for assembling in one month 80 to 100 watches. And C, uh, you're talking about uh, manufacturer caliber. So we work with Concepto. Concepto, as you maybe know, is a big, big name. He does all the manufacturer movements for Hublot, everything for Jacob and Co. He did the finest watch or the second finest watch, the Octofinismo from Bulgari. So he's high, high end. Uh, he's located in uh, in La Chotte, of course. And uh, we have a very good contact with him. And always when we when we uh, want something special, we go to his factory and talk with him. And he just likes us. I think that's the, why he uh, uh, why he gives us this beautiful movement. Because normally you have to take very very uh, hundreds of them. And we, for us, he do, does very low pieces. But he just I think uh, we. We uh, we do what we do best, and this is what uh, he likes. So we kind of have a manufacturer movement because they're especially for us made. We don't do it here, but uh, we we have uh, uh, Monsieur Jacques from Concepto who does the manufacturer movement for us. For example, the, we had the Rattrapont. We had uh, now the Grand Coeur, uh, which uh, was the uh, cut-out balance wheel. And uh, so, uh, and we even have one tourbillon of, uh, of him. And now we have the big date uh, movement. These come all from Concepto. We could uh, uh, say like uh, big brands do often, ah, oh, this is a manufacturer movement. We, we do that in-house but uh, we don't we want to be transparent we say we work with the best um, movement supplier there is there is none movement by other uh, watch brands so it's a manufacturer movement but we don't say we we build them by our own because it would be a lie so you're referring to uh, valerian jacquet i assume his father father Father, yeah okay interesting so you set a high standard for yourself because you're doing Quality, Concepto calibers are indeed amazing, very high finish. What's the price range of MDM today? What's the entry level? And up to what price point do you guys go? And what is the sweet spot? So what is most often sold? Maybe also answering quickly the one question before with the design. Until 2014, we never worked with any designer together because we did what we did best and we knew we... We know what works. But in 2013 or 12, Fabian Schwertzler, an industrial designer, approached us. He wanted a watch for his portfolio. And we said, ah, so many people always want a watch for their portfolio. Not going to work. But uh, he really proved us wrong, showed us what he can do. And together with his minimalistic style and our colorful thinking, we created the L-series and the L1, L2, L3. Why I'm telling you this is because the L3 is really our spot, our sweet spot. Our watches start from 2000 up to 22,000, with an exception of the Tourbillon, which is around 75,000. But our sweet spot is between 
3,500 to 5,000, I would say. But um, as uh, as we have different customers, we have different watches. So I think this is also a strength for us. We have watches in every budget. And we have uh, like the Grand Coeur, which is a 13 and a half. It's limited to 48 pieces. And it's it's a high price watch. I mean, for 14,000, you can imagine uh, you have a big, big competition. But the people who love us and who love the, the story of the watch, every watch from us has a special story. And we we are, I think, one of the best uh, storytellers there is. Everybody's asking, ah, who is your agency? Who is your agency? We have no agency. We do every story by our own. We we create a watch. We create a story. One time it's uh, first a story, then the watch. Uh, and one time it's uh, the other way around. So... I think for everybody, uh, we have uh, a, a matching watch in a matching price level. And it's interesting for people that buy watches over 10,000, they are coming back every year. For them, they have a revenue stream, that an income that always comes. So they want to reward themselves. And if you don't give them something for 10,000 up, something new, they will go and buy something else because they want to reward themselves. So that's why every year we also need to come up with a watch that is over 10,000 because these customers, they expect it from us. Yes, it's the it's the funny uh, or paradox rule of uh, Jean-Claude Beaver. He said, uh, it's easier <laughs> to sell a watch above uh, 10,000 than to sell a watch for 2,000 because the people who buy a watch for t- uh, for above 10,000, they, like Massimo said, have a huge uh, uh, revenue stream. And the people who buy a watch for 2,000, maybe they buy this one time and then no more. And the second rule is from uh, Jean-Claude Weaver is that uh, where the the people who buy the watch for above 10,000, they come next year. And the people for 2,000, you don't see them. You uh, see them maybe uh, for the next revision after five to 10 years. So this is a very paradox uh, rule, uh, but uh, it's true. And we see uh, how it works for us. So you mentioned the L3. That is actually one of my favorite watches by MDM, especially the C's red version, the chrono version. And I also love the cherry blossom one. I'm racking my brain, but is MDM the only watch brand based in Zurich today? Yes. So there was, for example, there was uh, Urwerk. They have an office here, but they're not producing in Zurich. For example, and they're very good friends from us. There is uh, was one small company, Wernbach, which is now out of business because it's uh, watch business is not easy. And Olich and Weiss, but they started here, but they don't produce anymore here. But it was one of the first uh, 1967 when they uh, started here. So it's uh, they write uh, Zurich still on the dial, but they don't produce here. Yeah. Why I ask this is because, especially in Northern Europe, we love the Northern Swiss design. There is a clear-cut design difference between the Northern part and the Southern part, where Geneva, let's say, is more French-inspired, and the North part, Northern part of Switzerland is more Germanic in design. It's even more Scandinavian. Less is more. 
Zurich is known as a very much design heart of Switzerland. I see Zuricker elements in your watches. Would you concur? Yes, of course. We are. Uh, I think you're uh, you're blinking at the new Zuri date we just uh, launched. Uh, we did uh, last year for our 25 years birthday. We created 25 pieces. The first watch in Swiss German, especially in the dialect Zurich German, because uh, here in Switzerland we have different dialects, like different cantons, and every canton uh, is uh, writing the the names of the week uh, differently. And we took the one from Zurich to give something back, and we have seen that it's a huge market because the first 25 were sold out very very quickly uh, but we took it now in our permanent collection and we sell it right now uh, like hot uh, hot uh, bagels <laughs> and as um, you said it's inspired by the tram colors here in Zurich so we really try to take as much as we can from here we also try the supplier as close as possible always uh, meet them we go there to see how they produce we want to really get to know them and understand the process and we we are he born here we grew up here so of course we have a lot of ideas and thinking from here and put that in our watches what model is the most Zurich design in your collection today the epitome of design yes I would say right now it's the Zuri date with the local dialect, uh, but also my father, like uh, the chrono modern uh, Zurich, uh, uh, is actually the success story of Morris de Moriac. So, without this piece, uh, the chrono modern uh, with 0510, this uh, time system, we would be not here anymore. And uh, it's still the base of many of the new big dates. So, we took the, the this design and just brought it to another level with uh, another uh, materials with uh, another movement but the base of the design is still the one my father created with an architect in 2002 and maybe just for the l series we started this is also a success story because before with the it is our strength with the customization but it's also hard work because every customer can say, I want this style, I want this hand, I want this strap. So it's a lot of work for us, which we like to do, but the easier the better. So the L1 first time proved us that we can also just create one watch and sell it. No different dials, no different material. And only after a few uh, years, we started having another material added but still the dials is only black and now we intro inverted it now it's white also but this was is a very reduced watch very swiss watch and uh, many architects come and say wow i've been waiting for such a watch so long it needs a date it needs to be very reduced beautiful and forever uh, Trend or not trendy forever, timeless, timeless, yeah, should be timeless. 
Yeah, my my father always said it's a we finally have a watch like a, a cigarette. You can come in and uh, have the cigar uh, like a Marlboro Red. You can uh, go out and in five minutes and sell a watch in five minutes. And this was uh, after the customization. And uh, it's uh, like my father, uh, my brother just explained. It's very it's uh, it's emotional work because uh, to customize a watch for somebody, it uh, it's it's a long mostly it's a long process and for it was uh, uh, fun to see and uh, like uh, nice to 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 only sell a watch because the decision was already made when they come by. They just want to check maybe the size, but the cha change the strap. Uh, but that's it. And, uh, this was uh, is now also very important for us. So on topic of this, the Zurcher design, so. My vibe and feeling was always you were actually banging the middle between the brand you already mentioned that is maybe the most famous in the northern part of Switzerland, which is IWC based in Schaffhausen, not far from Zurich. And I also get a bit of vibes of Urs and Junior, although not based in Zurich. Yes, a uh, good match, I would say. If the, these are our big brothers, uh, why not? We, we take that. And and I knew your 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 dad was a cool cat, as they would say back in the days when he was in New York, and even when I used to live there. Um, but he won me over because I knew he also loved Land Rover Defenders, especially vintage ones. So I am not objective. I'm a fan of what you guys do, and I believe your father was also a trendsetter on many levels, but also because he was one of the first in the high end to do a D to C model, a B to C. So I mean, direct to consumer, because you guys don't have retailers, do you? Usually we do not work with retailers, you're right, because we are not willing or able to offer 50 to 70% margin cut. So for us, that makes no sense. In our, we are selling and producing five to 600 watches. So we are not willing to give that up because all the money that we get, all the income goes straight back into production, into development. We cannot afford to do that. And uh, we also don't want retailers that have 50 brands, 30 brands, and we are just one of them somewhere in the corner. That's not interesting for us. Because as you said, we are very different to most brands. So the salesperson would have to explain a lot. And they're also lazy. They want to sell as fast as possible. So they go for brands that people already know. So that is one of the reasons we don't work with them. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, as a trendsetter, you're absolutely right. So first it was the atelier, which is now a trend to build a inclusive luxury. And it's also the way to go direct to the customer. Like uh, everybody, uh, every brand is uh, stopping uh, mostly the, the retail business. They build uh, places by their own where their uh, values and stories come much better to to the people and this is what we are doing since the since the start and uh, this is also uh, 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 something why my father always did and the nato stri uh, straps uh, my, uh, we created in all the different colors and the customization what but we were thinking a long time how we can get around this retail business because as i mentioned the struggles to work with retailers also if there is a different size they want uh, they want now another strap 
it's a lot of work. So we came up with a system of ambassadors so that people that already bought and proven that they understand us and understand our value, they can meet in different cities, potential customer. We can ship them the watch. They show them in a cool place because they know best what a cool place, restaurant, bar, where it's located. They meet, they show. If they take it, they get a percentage cut and everybody's happy. So that uh, helped us also to grow in different countries. And the, the, the collapse is the other uh, thing, how we can uh, be in other countries, in other cities, like the, the record edition is very, uh, now we got famous for that one uh, in New York City. Record magazine is a tennis magazine located in New York. And uh, we did a collab with them. And uh, from this collab is now many more in, in planning. And uh, this is uh, how we can uh, build, uh, take our uh, loyal customers, take uh, the community and take the community of the uh, collaborator. And there it will be always a nice mix between them. And it's a win-win uh, solution. Uh, they get more famous, we get more famous. Uh, we also, of course, uh, sell. And uh, this is uh, just a win-win solution. So uh, we, in the future, there will be many more uh, collaborations. And you obviously have e-commerce. Can you share what percentage of your sales are done through e-com of the five 600 watches a year? It's around 10% to 15 And uh, we are, first, everybody matching up. E-commerce will be so easy. We just sell it. They can order it. But all the big brands also, they burnt their hands. We were one of the first one to create an e-commerce platform for our watches. A real, uh, not just a magazine where you can see the watches, but actually a shop. And uh, we took the, we were th looking around, seeing what there is, and we saw how Apple is doing it and we knew Apple is one of the best in design. They know how to sell their product. So we created a website in our style, in our way, but with their structure and their idea in the mind. And it worked very well. And uh, nowadays, as I said, 10 to 15%. We first thought it will be 50%, 30 but every percent is a struggle. It's hard work to get. Yes. Uh, also, like uh, Massimo mentioned, the, the the big players, like the big brands, they're, they're uh, having the same, uh, uh, I would say, percentage and uh, even five percentage more. So uh, to get the five percentage more, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. But you don't have to see it as a normal like uh, um, a retail place. You have to see it also that uh, as a omni-channel so the people who come mostly in store they are already very well they read a lot about this product they know a lot about this product so the website the e-commerce also helps to sell in store and this uh, many people forget that uh, it's very important uh, even if you're not uh, selling a lot through uh, uh, the, the the online shop you sell also more in store begs the question, is there another store opening on the roadmap for the next coming three to five years or sooner? Well, we have created a second shop, which our sister 
we have actually a sister. <laughs> and we are now, since April, she is in business also, and we are involving her more and more. Uh, she's also in charge of a new project that we are working on, and she is the head of this shop. And it's a cool garage. Again, our feeling, we took our beliefs, our values, and put it in the place, connected it with the surrounding, and it fits very well. People think it's there for years and years, but actually not that long. Yeah, it's a really in an old garage, and uh, we rebuild it. Uh, uh, but there we don't manufacture. Like there, it's also only retailers, so we only sell there. But it's uh, in the new cool uh, Zurich West, uh, which is a very upcoming quartier. Uh, we're next to the Freitag Tower, Freitag, the, the, the very famous uh, for the bags, uh, recycled bags. And uh, so it's, uh, it's a cool place. But if uh, always people ask us, if we would open, I would say uh, we would go to London, New York, uh, like the big, the big cities uh, where I think uh, atelier like ours works always because there is a need for strap there is always a need for for repair so uh uh it would it would work but uh, we would need to take investors on board and this we are not keen because then we cannot decide by our own anymore and it was always very important also the thinking of our dad never uh never get the pressure of investors or banks because uh, when it's good uh, working they're super nice but when it's bad working they want their money back and then you're uh, you're in a very bad situation so better uh, uh, do it step by step that's a rule of him and we we take it very seriously we want to grow but want to grow in our uh, strategy in our uh, speed so the best advice that banker gave is don't take money. <laughs> he, he, know, he knows how the business works. <laughs> exactly. This gives me a good segue to ask you, gentlemen, what bottlenecks do you encounter today and what are difficulties in the watch industry? Watchmaking industry. Well, for us, the difficulty was also in Corona. We had then everybody shutting down. Luckily, we have local producers. So for us, it was not as hard as for people or for companies that are producing everywhere. Um, we were not struck as hard. However, with suppliers in the French part, they closed six to eight weeks. And then we called them up saying, hey, you're open now. Could we please have these and these parts? Oh, no. Now is summer holidays. We will close five more weeks. So we're like, what? And this is a mentality that usually here in the German part, we don't have, we would work and because we need to get the losses back in. And uh, that was a big difficulty. And still, of course, getting movements is harsh. Luckily, we don't produce thousands and thousands of watches. So it's easier and we have very good suppliers. But every time we want to develop something new, they say, ah, you need to get 100 pieces, 200 pieces. And that's a lot of investment for us if we know, we don't know if it will work out or not. Yes. And also the regarding the movements, I mean, nowadays you have to pre-order like one to two years before. And it's, it's very hard 
to to see in the future how many of which movements you're gonna need so uh, we have a, a stock of course but uh, if there comes a big big order we we have to uh, see how how we are we are doing so the, the i think the one of our most strange is also our stock the the accounting always says to us sell your stock sell your stock but uh, she she doesn't know the business so uh, it's important that we have the stock uh, because we can always uh, up to the situation uh, who would know when the next corona is coming that uh, we have uh, still parts and movements that uh, we can sell but at the same time we we cannot over invest because then we have too large stock it's also it's always finding the middle way, the the sweet spot of having enough and uh, not too many. I have a lot of a lot of more questions for you, but I need to keep an eye on the time. I do want to ask one last one, if I may. I loved your website. It, it you just mentioned the brand, and it actually gave me Freitag vibes because that is a cool Zuricker brand that is disruptive and has its own design language and thinks out of the box, which I feel you guys did and still do. And while I was looking at the menu, I saw atelier and workshop. So I got confused because technically an atelier is a workshop, right? Just it's a French word for workshop, for watchmakers workshop. But when I clicked on it, the atelier is where you guys produce your watches. But workshops, apparently you guys offer the service of consumers coming in to do a watchmaking workshop in your boutique. Is that correct? Yes, that is uh, correct. And this is also uh, what we are now famous for. So many big, uh, we are here in the financial district, uh, many banks uh, around here, and they uh, you can book uh watch workshops with us, uh, private, uh, but also for businesses. And um, you uh, unassemble uh, uh, Unitas movement uh, um, and then reassemble it. So it's a super great beginner's uh, workshop where you're going to learn what's what's inside a mechanical watch. And after that, you're much more uh, fascinated mostly uh, about uh, mechanical watches. Uh, it's a fun experience. It's a, like I said, it's a starting. Uh, you're not a watchmaker after that course, but many um, also big companies or uh, like private uh, uh, collectors come and do this watch uh, workshop that you have a base uh, on it. And you can even now book it over TripAdvisor. And we have nowadays more and more agencies that request the service, this watch workshop from us. They come from uh, then. Tourists come from America, from uh, Asia. They come from all around the world. They're in Zurich and they want still to do something with watches because Switzerland is famous for watches. So we offer this service and we have many people coming as a couple, as a family, and they do this experience and they love it so much. Most of the time they even buy a watch because they realize what we stand for, how we are, what we are doing. Um, and uh, with the customization, they love it. So this is actually, again, like the straps, it's a touch point that can result into a watch sale. Thank you so much, Massimo and Leo. It was amazing. You got me excited. I'm definitely going to come see you in 
Turek, I'm going to propose to the Real Time Show Network, it's a network of collectors that we should actually do a get together in your either boutique or the new to come garage with your lovely sister, which I'm excited to meet as well. You can reach the gentleman at mdm-watches.com or on Insta, DM them, simply the full name, Maurice de Mauriac, M-A-U-R-I-C-E-D-E-M-A-U-R-I-A-C. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show and being patient with us. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person very soon. Thank you very much for your time. And it was very interesting and very fun. The pleasure and honor was all mine. And rests me to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to sit down and listen to the end of this episode. If you want to listen to all our previous episodes, please go to our official website. It's www.therealtime.show. Our Instagram handle is the same at therealtime.show. If you want to support the show, please subscribe, like, rate, and share the episode with your friends. The more listeners we have, the more guests we get on the show. If you have any questions, feedback, and or criticism, please do send us a message. You could also DM us if you want to join the TRTS community. You can reach Rob via his email address, rob at therealtime.show. On Insta, you can find him at Rob Nuds, and you can message me, Alon at therealtime.show, and you can find me on the gram at Alon Ben Joseph. Stay sane and keep on ticking. 